such a waste on such a cold, cold fish. A top man, of course, world-renowned. Best in his field with that flashlight like a miner on his forehead. Two assistants to go through before you could speak to him. And then he was abrupt. Rude, let's be frank. All they wanted was money. Butchers. Even so, this gorgeous stiff with a pole up his high-priced ass had stayed to talk to her, had laughed at her joke, had called her by her first name and told her she was a pistol. What about chemotherapy? Greta was saying. Greta wore ridiculous clothes for a grown woman. She wasn't at all bad-looking, and she'd never put that weight back on, God bless her. But Greta neglected herself. Lottie wondered how she, Lottie Frank, nay Levinson, practically brought up in Levinson's, her family's department store, how she, an actress, a dancer anyway, and on Broadway, don't forget, how she had raised a daughter who could appear in public in such dreary clothes. You're dressed for the rodeo, Lottie said in the car on the way home. In the back seat, Elizabeth laughed. Grandma, have you ever seen a rodeo? I mean, how would you even know? I'm wearing jeans, for heaven's sake, Greta said, not chaps. Lottie began to cry. I don't want a hole in my face. Grandma, Grandma, they cover the hole, Elizabeth said. She took Greta's shoulder. Don't they? Plastic surgery, Greta said. And they're blue jeans, Mother, just like everyone else on Earth. You see, said Elizabeth, plastic surgery, like a movie star. Elizabeth was a wonderful girl, subdued but chic. If she would just let her hair loose instead of pulling it back like a librarian... Beautiful, wavy, Lottie said, clucking disapproval. We did go to a rodeo once, Greta said. Remember, Mother? Lake George? It was so hot, Daddy drove in his boxer shorts. My Morris, Lottie said with a sigh. What a nightmare that trip was, and the filth. You've got real style, she added, turning to Elizabeth. That's genetic. A little makeup would be nice, too, though. Spruce things up a bit. Too serious, these young people, working so hard, they all looked haggard. If it's so genetic, what the hell happened to me, said Greta. You, Lottie said. She raised her shoulders in a shrug. For the rodeo, you're not bad. She suddenly lifted both her large, bony hands. She clasped them together as if in prayer. Her bracelets clattered. What would I do without you, she said. Without you, too. My family. My family. She trailed off. Leaned her head back. She was so tired. They were going to cut up her face. She might as well take the pipe. Her face, her beautiful skin that everyone admired. All her life they'd admired her soft white skin. Never even a pimple. She sat up straighter, gazed down at her wedding ring, not the original simple band, but a thick tire of gold studded with diamonds. Now stop your moping, Lottie. Life can be delish with a sunny disposition. She ran the old song through her head, tried to smile. She'd done it at the Roxy, or was it the Orpheum? She could hear the sound of her shoes on the stage, the chalky dust that rose like little clouds and settled on the black patent leather. A sunny disposition. But she was so tired. Couldn't she just die and be done with it? It was about time, anyway. She was old. It would be so much easier for Greta, for Elizabeth, for all of them. But I'm just not ready yet.
she said, only half to herself. The 405 goes north and south, the 10 goes east and west. Elizabeth chanted these words in a silent sing-song. So, I take the 10. No, no, the 405. Take it to the path that takes you over the hill and into the valley to the 134, which turns into the 101. There was something unnerving about driving somewhere new in L.A. Everyone kept a map in the car, even people who had lived their entire lives in the place. Elizabeth had not lived her entire life in Los Angeles. She learned to drive on the north shore of Long Island, where she had grown up. She still felt the ocean was placed all wrong in California. Go west, someone would say. But you couldn't even follow the setting sun if the sun happened to be setting, because no one meant west, really. They meant toward the Pacific Ocean, and the shore jetted out in peninsulas or formed bays or did whatever else it could think of to make west mean something that had absolutely nothing to do with the location of the long white beach and the crashing surf. When she had first started driving in L.A., she'd gotten herself a compass, but a compass was useless in this strange land. And the women, her grandmother had said when Elizabeth told her how strange L.A. felt, with their tzitzkas hanging out. She squinted in the glare of the beautiful sun. Yellow flowers that looked like a child's crayon drawing lined the freeway. She got off the correct exit. She held the directions she had downloaded from the Internet and tried to follow them. After one-eighth of a mile, turn left. Continue for one-third mile. Take second right. The instructions were overly detailed, confusing, and uninteresting at the same time. That was the definition of a boring person. But Elizabeth was not bored. She was frantic. And how much was one-third of a mile added to one-eighth of a mile? She arrived in plenty of time, but she was worn out. Her under